It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live right now on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Cargo launch for the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Please stay tuned as I get the show started. You know I have to share it all out there so people can watch our content. Uh, please pull up as we are ready, getting ready for the 2021 NFL Draft. Our our panelists are back. They've been uh, chatting it up. I see some trades going on with the Panthers. Travis may not be too thrilled about it. I'm not sure how he's feeling right now. But uh, he'll definitely be telling you his opinion about it as we proceed with the show. Charles, how are you doing, sir? Not too bad. Uh, very hyped for tomorrow. It's been a long time coming ever since the Super Bowl ended. I hate that the draft is so like late after the Super Bowl, but you know what? We finally made it and we're here. So you think the draft should be immediately following the Super Bowl? Is that what you're thinking? Not, not even following, but I think it should be before free agency starts at the very you know least. It, you know what it is? Because the Jets don't make the playoffs, so therefore, you know, it's not a lot going on <laughs> with the Jets. It's a while since he've heard, you know, heard anything about the Jets, anything good about them, you know what I mean? I mean, here we are. This is what? This is new beginning, what? Number 50 for the Jets? I was, I, you know what? I was curious to ask that. Like, Sam Darnold, what pick did you guys have him at? Uh, we got him at three. So you got him at three, and now you're at two again. So, and, and you got him, what, three years ago about, you'd say? Yeah, 2017. So, like, in, so that's a three year to figure out that it didn't work, and now you're back in the same spot again. And it makes you wonder what. what no, they're in believe. two this time, Carl. They're, they're in two. Well, right, right. So again, <laughs> so again, in three years, they've had the top two and three picks. It makes you wonder what else do you need? What, like, what else do you want? Well, like, the like behind it this was is, that. The problem is, this is when it starts from the organization top to bottom. Right. You know what I mean? When you're right. not right up there, it just trickles down to not being right on the field. Right, but now, but now we are back. We have, we have stability. Hopefully. At the GM position, stability at the coaching position, hopefully. And Woody Johnson is back from the UK or wherever the hell he was. Chris Johnson is, is no longer making decisions. So hopefully this is turning the page to a brand new chapter. You hope. I mean, every team says that. You, you, you just hope that that's how it falls, you know? So um... You know what it is? It's nice outside. It's 80 degrees. What did they say? Uh what, what, what's the saying? Hope springs eternal, whatever that saying is. <laughs> well, the, the real saying is April showers, April showers bring May flowers. In the Jets case, it's been showering for, for years. It's hoping that they bring, bring, bring something. But uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us and pulling up the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. We are here to discuss the NFL draft. Now, normal shows would say they do a mock draft. Uh, I feel like every show is doing their mock draft, so we, we could do it our own that's way. What, that's what the people want to uh, see. I don't know if they want to see that. Listen, Julius uh, Julius Irving is trending right now uh, in the Hitler streets with his comments regarding uh, you know the the Hitler's favorite topic. So uh, aside oh, from enough, <laughs> enough. <laughs> Declan, Very how are well. you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. I'm trying not to yeah. cut off my head here. Yeah, with the fun. How's, this? How's your NFL offseason been? I see you left us to the Smoke and Mirrors podcast, left the team to go do your own thing over there. So how's that going along? Yeah, you know, it's going good. Happy to uh, be with Greg and stuff. And I didn't leave the team. I'm always going to be here. <laughs> you know? My man. So are you excited? So yeah. how's your excitement level for, ton uh, for tomorrow night's draft? I'm really excited. You know, I was going to make plans and I was like, what am I doing? It's Thursday night. It's the NFL draft. Uh, I think there's so many interesting picks. Like I made a mock draft 
I'm sure like a good 75% of it's going to be wrong. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. The draft really starts at three. I'm so excited. You know what? That's what we've been talking about. Travis is in favor of us doing a total mock draft right now. And I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if I really have the time to sit here and watch, watch you guys pick 30 players each. same difference. Don't get mad because the NFL draft is actually relevant after the top five picks. Uh, like the NBA draft. Oh, come on. Don't do I that. I mean, who let's really not do cares that. about the yeah. NBA draft? Let, after see, the let's not do that picks. because because there have been some, some great players who come after the top five picks. Steph Curry was after a top five pick. My yeah. guy Danny that- Green was after a top five pick. There's a list of players. Paul Pierce okay, was after but a top at five the time pick. Of There's the been draft, a list of players who've been top. At the time of the draft, did we care about them? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Don't get me started. There's also been some great players that came in the sixth round. I mean, basketball doesn't even have six rounds. Right. No, of course so. not. I mean, cl- clearly looking at the NFL draft, every pick matters. And I think that's part of the conversation we're going to have today. Um, and I was just talking to Chuck, and he said, you know, the top two are clear and cut. So as the media man that I am, is that a guarantee? Are you willing to bet your house? Are you willing to bet your paycheck that the top two picks are guaranteed going into tomorrow's draft? Uh, am I willing to bet my house that the Jets are going to pick the wrong guy? No, that's yeah, not, right. that's like, not, I I'm, I'm not betting anything on the New York Jets. Like I wouldn't bet if it was any other team, I would say, yeah, I could put up a check on that. But the New York Jets, they're liable to go out there and do something crazy talking about they want to pick Kyle Pitts or something like that, which I wouldn't be mad at, but you know who's playing quarterback you know, then for them? David Fails? Right. But it's again, like it's the it's the Jets. It's the yeah. New York Jets. Yeah, it's the Jets. I would say they're going with Wilson. I think it's kind of a lock at this point. Unless they did, you know, they went out of, you know, kind of fooled everyone and took Justin Fields, which I think would be the right pick there. Um, but yeah, oh, we're going to we gonna get into Justin Fields because I so, think, so again, so, I got a lot to say about Justin so again, Fields. So before we dive into the rest of the draft, number one and two are clear cut. That's it. That's like a guaranteed. I, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say. I wouldn't guarantee, but I, I would go. With, it's safe to say that. Safe to say. Yeah. So you're not putting your say, mor- so you're not putting your mortgage. You're not putting a, your 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 rent money on the, the the top two going. Let's let's put it like this, Carl. I got two jobs. I got a main one and a part time. I might put the check of the part time one up. So basically, you're, you would say you're putting the side piece up on up, up right. For <laughs> That's what you do. You put the side piece up, not the Pretty main much. one. The side piece. Chuck, right. are you going yeah, with yeah, that? We ain't gonna risk the main yeah, on this. Like, this guy's like this guy's like Tony Soprano with his mistress. <laughs> I have two jobs also, uh, full-time, part-time. I will bet the full-time, the part-time, and the savings on Trevor Lawrence oh, going and Zach Wilson going too. This is, this is why he's Chuck, a Jets fan. A he's always, this is why he's a Jets fan. He always <laughs> has hope. Lock. Look at him. It's lock. It is a lock. <laughs> Think about it. The Jets traded Darnold. They're going quarterback no matter what. 49ers wanted Wilson. They obviously traded up for him. They're not going to get him because the Jets are taking him at two. That's the only yeah. answer. No, that's that's a good point. Listen, I, I'd have to bet some stuff, but uh, aside from smoke and mirrors, <laughs> yeah, and, and everything, I don't hold on. I don't have a. I don't really have a job, as you can see by uh, the Super Bowl patch from the Super Bowl eight years ago uh, of the jersey that I'm wearing today to go on the Andrew Vanek show. So you're not willing him. to. So so you're not willing to bet anything then. That one into a. You know what? Time. I will bet this. If the Jets don't take Zach Wilson. Any sports hitless member of Carl, Chuck, and Travis's choosing 
can host smoke and mirrors for a day with Greg and stuff. You don't, you don't want that. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a big, uh, that's a big risk there. But again, cl- clearly everyone kind of knows where these teams are leaning towards. Um, looking at the rest of the draft coming in, if, if you want to look at the team that's following it, uh, the San Francisco, right? Is San Francisco getting the third pick? Yes. Um, where do via we trade. Via, via, via trade. I think it's the Houston-Miami trade or something like that. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I, at this point, I don't know where that pick originated from at this point. I do, I do my research, you know? I do my <laughs> I research. Here I, 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 do I my think research. It's, it's originally supposed to be Houston's pick, right? Yeah. Via Miami, yeah. then, okay, yeah. Yeah, so. The fact that Houston doesn't even have a first-round pick this year is just ridiculous. So, again, it's so, um, Looking at their organizational needs, are they in need of a quarterback? Is this where they go with the quarterback, or do they go with a different position? If you're looking at the for the, the 49ers right here, Travis, Chuck, Chuck, <laughs> they're gonna go quarterback. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a need for them, but they're gonna go quarterback because they feel like this team is in a position to win now. So, the as we all heard throughout the news, the big debate is which quarterback are they gonna pick. Uh, from the rumors, you would hear that Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, he's in favor of Mac Jones from Alabama, which doesn't really (laughs) – out of the top five quarterbacks, he's probably the least physically talented of the five. But I guess Kyle Shanahan feels like he can can win with this guy on his decision-making, his ability to basically be a point guard out there and just distribute the ball. But uh, most other – uh, analysts believe that going with a quarterback like Trey Lance, who has a bigger upside, is the better bet for the 49ers. I mean, you think about it, they gave up a lot of draft capital to move up to this number three spot. So to sit here and think that you're going to move up just to take, I guess, what you would say the least talented guy. I mean, I I said it before the draft process even started. I don't, I didn't think Mac Jones was off his gifted, his natural talents was a first round quarterback but he's going to go in the first round. So the fact that he might go in the top five is kind of nuts to me. Time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry. Uh, Manny Schefter is in the comments. He said, breaking news. I believe him. Manny Schefter is usually on point that uh, the Raiders are trading their picks for Julio Jones. Or is that a lie? I don't know. know Why would you believe that? (laughs) Listen, I don't know. He put it in the comments. I don't know. Listen, Manny. Listen, we've kind of, we kind of bestowed the the title of, you know, of Manny Schefter. You can't be out here feeling the nonsense, you know, with the comments. We need credible, reliable news from you. All right. You got one job, one job. Before Manny that, uh, interrupted our little what we were discussing, uh, Travis made yes. a key point I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, maybe I'll ask Chuck or Declan, you guys can answer. Does a draft come down to what you need um, or uh, or what you want uh, or, or what you're trying to keep away from other teams? So like you said, you don't think they necessarily need a quarterback, but they're going to draft one. Do they really need one? Like, like what does it really come down to your needs or, or are you just holding – uh, like keeping talent from other teams, Chuck? Um, I think when you trade up like the 49ers did, I think they're going to go get their guy and you're trading up to get a quarterback. It's a quarterback driven league, no matter what. So when San Francisco gave up, I think like three firsts to go get third pick, they're going to be taking a quarterback. Travis said, yes, they don't need one per se, but I think they're going to move on from Garoppolo once the year ends. So they're going for their quarterback of the future. Uh, they're a win-now team, and I guess that's what they want to do going forward. For other teams, listen, the Jets were at a point where they took the best player available, 
and it left them with like 24 billion uh, defensive tackles and no defensive ends. And as we all know, that didn't work out too nicely for them. So um, I, I it, it all it's all up to what the GM wants. Every GM's different. Every GM approaches things different ways. Some some GMs don't even like draft picks, like a Mike McCagnin, and you know it tries to build a team through free agency. So, so you I think they're definitely going quarterback? Yeah, but so I think it's just better off building through the draft, and the 49ers are going to take a quarterback. It's all a matter of which quarterback are they taking. Declan, what are your thoughts? Are they are they going quarterback too? Yeah, I think I think Chuck and Trav hit it right on the head. Whether you think Garoppolo is going to be a bridge quarterback, I know they went to the Super Bowl last year uh, in 2020, 2019, 2020, that is, uh, right before the pandemic. Um, they're they're going to – they traded up this capital to take a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. The question is, who the hell are they going to take? They have three guys. One guy that I think we all know they, that they should take, Justin Fields. But they're probably not going to. Apparently, they're down to Trey Lance and Mac Jones. And the two scenarios here, and I, I have I have Mac going there, um, even though I think – I'm with Travis. I think Mac is a – Mac Jones is a late first-round draft pick. But then again, as a Giants At fan, best. I'll be happy to see it. Yes. I'll be happy to see another quarterback named Jones get taken way too early. So that'll be a little exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> but Trey Lance, as mentioned before, you know, if the thing with Trey Lance, and if I'm him, I think I'm the most nervous out of any player in the draft right now. Where the hell is this guy going to go? If he doesn't go at three, there's rumors he's going to go to the Broncos at nine. You know, Travis's Panthers just traded um, Teddy Bridgewater there. So that kind of throws in some hole. Uh, is Drew Locke going to get traded for, the, for this to happen? Where's Vic Vangio uh, going to do because he's so late? But as far as the Niners go, Niners go to get back on track, if they take a guy like Trey Lance, the, the consensus is that Lance is not ready to lead and not ready to take over the reins just yet in his career. So if you had him sit behind Garoppolo for a year, let Garoppolo go, and then, okay, now you got Lance. Under Shanahan and, and Lynch, that GM, that head coach-GM combo that's not going anywhere, that could be a move that would work. But again, they've said this week that Shanahan's going to have the final say, and if Shanahan has the final say, I'm leaning towards them taking Mac Jones. Okay. The, let me the, let me chime in on that real fast. Um, as far as your question, uh, you asked whether teams pick for needs or whether you're picking to keep talent away from other teams. I think in the NFL, it's I don't think they pick to keep talent away from other teams. I wouldn't necessarily I say that. But as far as the draft, I think it depends on where you're drafting, whether you're drafting on need or best available. If you look at Tampa Bay, who are returning at this point, all 22 of their starters, they're going to draft best best available player because one, they're at the 32nd pick. So therefore, you're just you're just drafting to add talent and depth. If you're say the Jets or the Jaguars, you're drafting for needs because you're that early in the draft. Mm, mm. I think every well, team's different. I agree with Trav. Right. Well said. So let's move along. We have the the Hawks with the fourth pick. Uh, in terms of needs, uh, defensive line, offensive line, safety, um, possibly a cornerback. We have Patrick uh, Certain the second, Trey Lance yeah, possibly, Patrick or Sertan. Sertan, excuse me, uh, Justin Fields possibly there. What are you guys are thinking here, Travis? For uh, which team? I'm sorry. Uh, again? Falcons. The Falcons. Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons are probably the most interesting because they can go one of two ways. I think the consensus is that they're either going to potentially draft the replacement for uh, Matt Ryan or probably take Kyle Pitts at this point, because we've heard the rumors about them trading Julio Jones. Um, I wish, I wish they could trade him before 
the June 1st deadline to get that cap relief because then I'm pretty sure the Ravens would throw in both those first-round picks for Julio Jones. But uh, they can't, so they have to wait at this point. But if you're if you're going to trade Julio Jones, you're going to need another big playmaker, and why not take Kyle Pitts at that point? But uh, to be picking at, what, the number four spot, your hopes is not to be picking at the number four spot again. So, therefore, do you risk that and not take the, the eventual heir apparent to Matt Ryan? Because because of their cap situation, they Matt Ryan's there for at least another two years yeah. because of the cap situation. So, it's an interesting devel- uh, dilemma. If I had to – I'd say they go with Kyle Pitts simply because of – the uh, cap situation they're under. I've heard that right now they they wouldn't even be able to sign their rookies because their caps is so bad. So therefore, I think it's pretty much a done deal that Julio Jones is out of there June first. So if Julio Jones is out of there June first, you're gonna need another big time physical target because Calvin really he's a great player, but he's not necessarily a you know a huge. He's not a number one. I I think he can be a number one, but he's just not a huge physical. You know yeah. that big time receiver. He's, he's not a, a he's not a Kenny Galladay kind of type. He's, right. He's more. So of, I yeah, think totally. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna end up trading Julio Jones, I think you go with Kyle Pitts because you're gonna need that replacement from a physical standpoint. See, the deeper and deeper you get into the draft, traffic, it goes back to your point about you know who's available and what your needs. What do you sacrifice? You're gonna take the best available. You're gonna pick up what you need. You know. Right. So I think I think it's a, a matter of moving. Like the closer and closer we get down, you, you're noticing. All right, who's who's still left, and does that person fit the needs that we want? Makes it a tough choice. Chuck, what are your thoughts on the on on the Falcons? Uh, this is the first pick where a quarterback is not guaranteed to go. Um, it would have been nice to see them maybe take Fields, being that he's from, I believe, the Atlanta area. So it would have been nice, you know, to have a hometown kid play for the hometown team. But I do agree with Travis. I think they're going to go with Kyle Pitts. When you look at what Atlanta did, um, they hired Arthur Smith this offseason to be their head coach. And when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, he ran his offense through his tight ends in uh, Johnny Smith and uh, Anthony Frisker and a bunch of other guys. So I think they're going to take Pitts, the tight end, and he'll fit seamlessly into that offense. So I think that'll be their pick, unless they trade out of it, which is always a possibility. Uh, Declan? Yeah, I think – Absolutely what Chuck said about Arthur Smith using the tight ends. Uh, even going back to the Delaney Walker days, he's big with that. I think that's a great point. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I think they're going to go Kyle Pitts. I think it's going to be very comparable to in 2018 when the Giants took Saquon Barkley at two. Saquon was the best best overall player in that draft. I think Kyle Pitts is the best overall player in this draft. I know that might be a little bit of a hot take. But that's where I think all around that's where he's at. Um, and I think they're going to kind of – I don't want to say waste Matt Ryan's years – but Matt Ryan's at the point where it's comparable to Eli Manning. You know, when Eli was on his last two years on the way out, this is kind of the same situation Atlanta finds themselves in with Matt Ryan. And I think that they don't take their quarterback, even though Fields would be a great fit there, as Chuck said. Homegrown kid. Even went to Georgia. I know he transferred out. It didn't work there. I had him going to Atlanta in, in like a pre-look, you know, outlook on the 2021 quarterback draft class back in like September, October. Uh, but things have changed. I wouldn't even be – I would think if they were going to go quarterback, I think they would go Trey Lance there. But I think that I'm I'm 99% sure that they're going to go with Kyle Pitts. I think the fits there and everything about it just works. Well, that was going to be, uh, as, as we move along, we get to the Bengals. Um, just re- looking, he may, Kyle Pitts could go to the Bengals. Uh, their top needs, uh, clearly offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, tight end, running back. 
Um, Just name anything besides a quarterback. Yeah, well, you know, at this point, you figure they want to give, uh, you know, Joe Burrow a much better supporting cast than last year. Yeah. So, um, Chuck, what are you looking here? Is Rayshon Slater a possibility with with the um, there or excuse me if I pronounce his name wrong. uh, Penny Sewell. Is that how you say it? Sewell. Sewell. Be careful. I think it's Sewell. Sewell, yeah. Panay yeah. Sewell. Panay Sewell. Okay, yeah. Chuck. Make sure to don't make, make sure to don't bring the S from his last name to the end of his first name. That, <laughs> that gets you in some trouble, Carl. <laughs> well, uh, the argument at the fifth pick is: Are the Bengals going to go with protection for Burrow or a weapon for Burrow? And I think you got to protect your franchise. So I think they're going to take Sewell. Um, when the Bengals released their uniforms like a couple of weeks ago, there was a picture of Burrow sitting on a throne, and you saw a nice scar going down his entire kneecap from his ACL in, uh, uh, surgery. So I think that's a sign that they're going to protect their franchise. I know it's a deep class on the interior offensive line, but when you could take a franchise left tackle to protect your quarterback, I think you got to do it. So I think they're going to go with Sewell. Travis. Uh, the Bengals are another interesting case because rumors are that Joe Burrow is campaigning to get his old wide receiver, Jamar Chase, out of LSU, you know, um, which is interesting because we, we, as we all know, pretty much at this point, you had Justin Herbert and him were drafted in the same class. And Justin Herbert is out here, I hear, campaigning to get Penay Sewell if he falls to the Chargers because they were teammates in Oregon. But um, I think you have to go with the left tackle to protect Joe Burrow, because like Chuck said, that nasty knee, and, I mean, he tore up his whole knee in his rookie year. I mean, yes, would it be great to have uh, Jamar Chase? But I think at this point, you got to build this team from the inside out, and you got to make sure that the franchise quarterback is protected. Uh, Declan, would you agree with the rest of the panel here? 100%. For sake of saving time, I think Sewell is the absolute pick there. You got to protect your franchise guy, especially after you got mauled by Chase Young, who's one of the best defensive ends in the league. Got to protect the edges. Mm-hmm. And Manny Schefter in the comments saying, don't forget Bengals got Randy Moss's son. So uh, as we move along, we got uh, Rick's uh, Dolphins here at the sixth pick. Uh, top needs, wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line, running back. Uh, Tua, what do you surround him with? Uh, at this point, they're saying uh, Devonta Smith uh, is available uh, and Jamar Chase as well. Travis, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think we can all pretty much come to a consensus that that you need weapons around too at this point. Uh, I think they are in an interesting position depending on, depending on what uh, the Falcons do. Cause I think that's where, I think if the, if the Bengals go with the offensive line and depending on what the Falcons do, the Dolphins might be in a position to have their option of all three of those top guys. I mean, you can throw Waddle in there as well. So you can have your choice of Devontae Smith, maybe Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. I think you go what you feel is the top rated weapon on your board at that time. So whoever that is left on the board, I think you take them. Chuck? Uh, I agree with Travis. I think it's going to come down to whatever is left over. Uh, the only thing that could happen is if Pitts goes four and then Chase goes five, do, do they take Sewell or do they go for Waddle like Travis said, or, or even Smith? So I think Miami's going to do whatever Atlanta and Cincy do in front of them. Declan. Yeah, I think that the pick here is going to be Jamar Chase. You got to surround Sewell with weapons. Uh, Chuck, bring, Chuck brings up a great point, although I think the Bengals are going to take Sewell. If they ever decide to reunite Joe Burrow with his college teammate and took Chase, I think the pick would actually be Smith here. I think the Dolphins have him ranked higher than uh, Jalen Waddell. Um, but otherwise, I think they're going Chase. I think they're going to go receiver for sure. Mm. 
We move along. We got the Lions at the seventh pick. Uh, what did this they is tricky. Right. I don't think see? anybody knows what the hell the Lions are going to do. Like, well, here we go with the top needs according to NFL.com. Wide receiver, linebacker, safety, uh, corner, offensive line. Travis. I could see the Lions being the ones to trade out of this pick, to be honest. I think that's their, I what their that. best. I think that's what they're going to end up doing because, yes, they have Jared Goff. Uh, do I think they're 100% sold on him for the future? Uh don't think so. Uh, they did gain a couple first round picks from that pick with um, the Rams to send Matt Stafford away. So I think it's possible that they're they're the target point. I think in the, the first target point in this draft for one of those teams in the the teams like the Patriots or whoever those quarterback hung the uh, the Broncos. I think that number six pick or so is or what are we at? You're seven. Seven. seven the, I think that seventh pick is the first target for a trade spot right there. I think the Lions end up trading out of that spot. And they're trading, you're thinking, for a wide receiver or something defensively? Because... I, no, I think, they'll, I think they'll end up trading for draft picks. Whoever wants to move up is going to send them some draft picks because I think, I think there's going to be at least one or two of the quarterbacks still left on the board. So I think somebody's moving up to that spot to get one of those quarterbacks. Declan, do you agree with your thoughts here with, with the Lions? Because you said it's pretty tricky here at this point in seven. Yeah. It's to- I think this is the toughest pick in the draft, in my opinion. Um, I think Travis really hit it, though. I think if trading that pick is a, like a serious possibility for the Lions, so I'm with him on that. Me and him, we always kind of have the similar opinions in that regard. But uh, I'm going to have to say, I think that it's they're going to be in between two guys. They're going to be in between a tackle, Rashawn Slater, and I think, and I kind of want my Giants to get him, but I don't think they will. Uh, Micah Parsons at the linebacker spot would be a nice guy, defensive cornerstone, uh, to kind of you know start that franchise, similar to how uh, the Carolina Panthers did with Luke Luke Keekley. Uh, shout out to Sal. Uh, that was his uh, his little comp there, and I, I don't even think that's bad. I think that kind of works. Um, so I'm going to go Parsons, but if not Parsons, I think they go Slater. Chuck? Um, I think if one of the blue chippers fall, they probably stay in a spot and get like a Sewell or a Chase or a, maybe even a Smith, but I think Travis and Declan are right. They're probably going to trade out of this pick. They have a bunch of needs. I think this is where New England looks to, you know, grab Fields or Lance who are now falling. So I I honestly think they trade out of it. They need a lot of help on both sides of the ball. So if they could cash in and pick up some more picks, I, I think they do it in a heartbeat. Uh, we have our resident uh, Panthers fan. You're on the clock with the eighth pick in the 2021 <laughs> NFL Draft. The Carolina Panthers select Travis. We are not. Nah, uh, <laughs> we might. We might trade out of this one as well. It that's not answering one. the question. You don't trade it. Okay. No, that's no, an answer. Okay. Timeout. 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 Rewind. That's a high. That's a high possibility here. Again, listen. Timeout. Rewind. With the eighth pick in the 2021 <laughs> NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select. Oh, I mean, ugh, this is a hard one, right? You here. had a tough time answering questions as a student, didn't you? You had yeah. a tough time. You did. Because you're hit. All right, we just traded away Teddy Bridgewater. So we have no backup or veteran quarterback in that situation. Uh, we, I think, what's the, what's the deadline on picking up fifth year options? Because I think that's coming. We haven't done that. Lot, we saw a lot Dar- today. 
uh, I think it's like Monday. We haven't necessarily done that with Sam Darnold yet. You're hearing rumors that the Panthers are sitting here saying they could still, they're not exactly, it's not a definite that they're out of the quarterback market. But uh, I think if it, we would end up taking one of those tackles, if they're still left on the board, or we might take that top cornerback, uh, Patrick Sertan. Um, if we go that route, we could use some help at the cornerback position. Or we trade out of that position, Carl. I know you don't want to hear that, but those are the three options on the board for us right there, man. Right, I, but I mean, I, I mean, cl- cl- clearly getting Sam Darnold, you would believe that that's the quarterback starting going into next season. But you would believe ne- yeah, going like into next that. season. But we didn't pick up. I mean, we have. I think we have until Monday, but we haven't picked up his fifth year option yet. So you I think don't know. It's not necessarily sold. Like you're hearing rumors out of the Panthers that. They're not. It's not 100% so that they don't draft a quarterback. So if yeah, one but, of the quarterbacks fall that they really liked, they yeah, it would be nuts to do it, but it's it's plausible. Trav, you know you know what's like kind of like really good business by the Panthers though. If I'm Bill Belichick or if I'm Vic Fangio in Denver, and if I know I want a quarterback, and I right. see that it's Thursday and they still haven't picked up Sam Donald's option. Now I'm thinking, like, do I got to trade with these guys to get my guy instead of right. waiting to see if the chips fall and not having it in your power? So I think that's kind of good business. I think they'll pick it up. Yeah, it, it, could maybe be, it could be a Sunday. shell game. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they could be playing a shell game, but we'll see what happens. But I think I, if they don't trade out of that pick, I think we go corner. Or if Pene Sewell is still on the board, I don't know how they feel about Slater, but if Sewell's still on the board, I think we either go Sewell or Sertan. Chuck, what are your thoughts with the um, Panthers? I, I think the Panthers are just using smoke screens by not picking up Darnold's option. By not doing that, it still leaves the door open that, you know, they could take a quarterback. So it's just going to raise the stock of their pick. So right. it, like Declan said, if New England gets on the horn or if Denver gets on the horn, they could say, you know, if, if they don't offer enough, they could say, no, we're going to take, you know, a Fields or a Lance. But if – but if they had picked up Darnold's option, then those teams know Panthers aren't taking a quarterback. So they're more, you know, likely to trade out of the pick. So I think the Panthers are going to just try to drive up the bargain until they're officially on the clock and then trade out of that pick. Hopefully it's not too New England so they can get fields. I would be very upset with that. Uh, um, Travis, we have someone in the comments, special shout out to one of our producers, uh, Speedy. He said, uh, Jace Horn is a good option for the Panthers too. Uh, Dante Jackson is decent number two corner, but not a number one. What are your thoughts on that? I, I would agree with that. Uh, the issue, I don't think either, either of the top corners in this draft, whether it be Seahorn or Sertan are exactly, I think they're both more zone corners. I wouldn't necessarily come out and say that they're going to be dominant, you know, man to man, those Patrick Peterson types, you know, that you can sit there. I think they're going to be more of zone type corners, but I think Patrick Sertan is the better of the two. So therefore I he'll definitely be on the board at that eighth pick. Cause I don't think there's a good chance. We might not see a defensive player go off the board until eight or nine, or maybe even in the top 10. So I think he'll be on the board and I think he's the better of the two top corners, mm. even though they on. are both legacy kids. I didn't so even get to give my opinion on this. I thought you did. I thought you did. I, I kind of did. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, no, I'm no. messing with you. I'm messing with you. But can I just say, I do have kind of a hot take on this. I think that, and guess who had it first? Of course, it was Chuck Baldy. Everyone knows. Chuck said that uh, watch out for the Panthers and the Patriots to do some groundwork on a trade. And yesterday it broke that they were starting to make, have a little conversation to see if it happens. I think this is the pick where Justin Fields goes at eight to mm. the New England Patriots. 
Well, 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 Declan, since you're rocking the uh, Broncos apparel, I figured I'd go to you first. The Broncos have the next pick at yes. nine. Uh, are you a representation of the Andrew Vanish show? Can you speak on his behalf? He is not here. But since he is a loyal <laughs> yeah. Broncos fan and he's always in the Hitler streets, could you speak on his behalf and could you tell us possibly where they may lean towards in, with this ninth pick? Do you, have you been talking to Andrew's I've been personnel? Talking to him, yes. Yeah, and been, what is he leaning towards? I've been going through his assistants. You know, to get, he's a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> God knows what that guy's thinking. I have no idea. But I can say this. I think that the pick here would be Trey Lance, especially after trading for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy's going to Denver to back up. I think that my my hot, maybe even a bigger hot take of the Belichick trade is I think Drew Locke might, may get moved within the next 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours, depending on if he goes before the draft. Uh, and I think they're going to go with Trey Lance here. If they don't go with Trey Lance or if for some reason Trey Lance goes to San Francisco, if Carolina pulls a rock, I don't think they'll take a quarterback or if he even goes to the Falcons or something, uh, then I think they'll go with Quiddy Pay, the edge from uh, Michigan. Uh, they're coming – before we move along, they're coming for you for wearing a Broncos jersey. I think they're questioning your fandom because you're a Giants fan. No, want... no. So, <laughs> let me explain myself. So, uh, who, first of all, who's coming for me? Who else? Who do you think? It's Manny Shepard. <laughs> yes. uh, listen, the reason I'm wearing this Broncos jersey is because I'll be on Andrew's show, and I like to show some respect to the host. You know, I think that's uh, the right thing to do. I'm coming on strictly to talk about the number nine pick and who the Broncos are going to go with. So why not rock some apparel? I wanted to rock a Peyton Manning jersey, but I couldn't find it. I thought it made sense since the Trevor Lawrence comparisons. Uh, but instead, I got to go with Eric Decker, who, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nothing really to say there. I uh, love uh, Eric Decker, but still. Uh, Chuck, so needs. Uh, even though they, they, they got Teddy Bridgewater, it's still – uh, a quarterback is still listed as a top need. So couldn't they just cross that off their list? Like what do you still need another quarterback for if you have, if you just, if you just traded for one? Well, I think with Lance, I think it's all well known that he probably needs to sit a year. So the Broncos could be adding for their future, especially if Drew Locke underperforms once again this year and they decide to move on, they have Lance ready. Um, they could, they could go offensive line here. They might go corner, um, they have a lot of options too. They can even trade out of the pick now that they did acquire Teddy. Um, also speaking on Teddy real quick, Travis, I said on Falco's show yesterday that the Panthers could look to trade, uh, trade Teddy and then, uh, trade for Garoppolo to back up Sam. If, if that's a possibility wow. and part that'd one be, already happened, be, like that'd be, an interesting, that'd be an interesting quarterback room right there. So I think but, that, I think that Locke is going to wind up going to the Steelers. Right. That might be too. Guy. That might be too expensive from a cap standpoint. It's yeah. possible. I mean, he was a second round draft pick, though. he wasn't a first round. I'm sorry, Chuck. Ted, Go ahead. Yeah, but with Denver, is that they have a? I I think it all depends on what happens. The eight picks in front of them, who falls, who's mm -hmm. available. I, it's a possibility that they, they can even trade out to maybe to Chicago or to the football team and they get their quarterback of the future. Cause I don't think the football team uh, is going to love, you know, Taylor Heineke for their future. And I don't think the bears are going to love uh, Andy Dalton for their future. So Travis, at this point in the draft, it's a matter of who's still available, but again, it goes to the other point about what do the Broncos really need? I think, I think the Broncos are set at one or two positions. You might get one of those quarterbacks who fall to you, or I think they go uh, line the linebacker out of Penn State, Mike Parsons. Uh, I think is it Micah? Or Mike, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Micah Parsons. Yeah, Micah Parsons. Because if you think about the head coach, man, uh, I can't remember the head coach's Vic name. Vic Vangio. Vic Vangio. Look at some of the places he's My been. Team, and look, 
and look at the defenses he had when he was in San Francisco. He had Navarro Bowman and um, um he was in Chicago also. No, but, but, no before you yeah, before that, I'm trying to think it was Navarro Bowman and um Patrick Willis. Uh, Patrick Willis, yeah. yeah, and then in Chicago, he had the two stud linebackers there. He's always had stud linebackers in that defense. So I think you take Michael Parsons, you fit him, you put him right there in the middle of that defense. You got Vaughn Miller for another year or so. So therefore, I think you can draft him and rock out and see what you can do with that defense. Okay. I like that. Moving along, uh, I'm trying to get in contact with him. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Cowboy Nation is on the clock. I, I contacted <laughs> Mr. Raynell, our self-proclaimed commissioner, to see where he, who he wants to pick. I'm trying to get in contact with his representatives. He's probably at the draft table right now trying to figure out his paperwork. <laughs> right. I, 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 was, I was in, in, I was in military, Dallas a couple yeah. weeks ago. Listen, I'm, at, I'm still upset at oh, you God, about that because you didn't go live <laughs> to let the people know you were in Cowboy. I was, I was Jerry Jones. The, yeah, come I was on, at man. The, I was at Bruh. the stadium. I was come trying on, to find man. Jerry Jones's war room, you know what I mean, so I could have a conversation with him. But he was hiding. You and Jerry you know Landon, I mean? you don't let us know that you could get you a live exclusive <laughs> of you there. Come on, man. That hurt. Like, let us know. I didn't, I didn't even get, I had to leave early and didn't even get the full. It don't tour. matter. Like, I, even if you gave us 10 seconds, I would have been fine. I could have I made a promo out of 10 seconds, bro. You know me. I could cut that in I two understand. minutes. Um, but. The Cowboys are on the clock, uh, according to NFL.com. You know, they need a cornerback, offensive line, safety, defensive line, linebacker. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts here with the Cowboys heading into this draft at, at the number uh, 10 pick? I think, I think their best bet will be cornerback at this point. Uh, since I'm going to put Patrick Sertan with the Panthers, I'll take Jace, I'll put J.C. Horn at that spot. Uh, they, have, they brought in... Uh, Dan Quinn, who's going to bring that Seattle cover three defense. I think J.C. Horn will be a great zone uh, cornerback, so he should be a good fit there. Uh, I, I think we all, we've all we all heard the rumors that Jerry Jones is infatuated with Kyle Pitts, but there's no way he gets to him. I mean, but the Cowboys would – no, I'm not going to say the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys have a pretty good front office and scouting department. Jerry Jones would be crazy enough to try and trade his, up and get His back. son is going to have to talk him out of it. Like right, like his, his, son, his yeah. son is going to have to tie him down to a seat somewhere <laughs> so he doesn't trade up and try and get Kyle Pitts. But uh, I think cornerback – I think cornerback is the best position for them right now. Chuck, what do you think here with the Cowboys? Uh, I don't understand the Cowboys fans that are pulling for them to go get Kyle Pitts. Is that because they want to lose games 45-42 instead of 45-35? Like, Pitts does not make sense for the Cowboys. They have a potent offense already. They should go defense, go and get Sertan, let them play opposite side of Diggs, two Alabama boys, and just rock. Like, But, but listen, like hey, Chuck, hey, hey, Chuck, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but – According to CBS, which is where you work, right? They listed Kyle, yeah, they listed Kyle Pitts as number three. Uh, if they're, they're ranking the, the top prospects. Kyle Pitts is listed at three. I'm just letting you know what CBS is. Because yeah, yeah. we know everybody agree that some believe Kyle Pitts is the second or third. It depends. First, second, or third best talented player overall in the draft. The they're problem grouping is, him with the receivers, too. Right. The problem is he just plays tight end. That's the problem. Mm, well, I right. mean, you know, with Kyle Pitts, he can play tight end and receive and receiver. Like he's a very different prospect than what we've seen. I think that is why he's overall one of the best, if not the best drop draft prospect uh, in the whole draft. Um, but I do think that this opens up the conversation of drafting the best player on the board versus drafting needs. I think that first of all, I don't even think Kyle Pitts is going to get anywhere near 
no, ten. Nowhere near. But I, no. but I think that I think that if if Jerry Jones and if Dallas is going to learn from anything, like Chuck said, they were losing games and they were putting up forty points. Uh, Ray might want to go call it garbage time or whatever, but even still, they're losing games 45, 42, you know, 41, 38. You're going to want to get the guy. I think they get Patrick Sertan. Uh, I don't think he's going to be taken uh, unless the Panthers, for whatever reason, didn't trade out of that pick. Uh, I think they will trade out of it, but I'm going to have to go with Sertan there for the for the Cowboys. Chuck, thoughts on your CBS and having him as a top three ranking-wise? No, listen, I mean – they met uh, multiple people have put the generational label on Kyle Pitts because his size, his measurements, his, his speed and everything, the way he plays. And I, I agree. He's a phenomenal talented player. And so he should definitely be three, but it would be dumb for the Cowboys to trade up to get him because they already have the players on offense to score. They should look towards fixing their defense or maybe even their offensive line, but they shouldn't add another skill position player. They already have Lamb, uh, Cooper, Gallup, Dax back. They have mm-hmm. Elliott have Pollard like after a certain amount of time you start running out of you know positions to play people so they should go fix their corner position put Sertan on the opposite side of Diggs and just go ahead and go win the, the NFC least okay so Sertan is what you guys this have guy. to, uh, I hope that I hope I hope it's false them so every time they lose I can text I could text Ray a nice text that reads "Rest in Pits." <laughs> uh, I really want it. I following want it following the uh, the Cowboys, we have the New York Giants at the eleventh uh, at the eleventh pick. Uh, could right, this Carl. be could this be Daniel Jones's breakthrough year if they get him what he needs um, in his third year of a playmaker improved protection? So same thing I did for Travis with the eleventh pick in the two thousand twenty one NFL Draft. The New York Giants select Declan. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. Because that's, that's who I think they go with. Well, because I think, like you said, we're going to need this to be the year for Daniel Jones. If he doesn't produce, he's out of here. Uh, they already surrounded him. They got Kenny Galladay in free agency. I think they look to build on these weapons. You know, they got uh, Starius Slayton. Shepard, uh, although he's like a five, six year receiver, I think that with the concussions, everything, he's always injured. Between Slayton and Shepard, one of them is going to be out. Having more receivers in a dynamic passing league like today uh, that can produce for you is never a bad thing. Uh, if they don't go a while, I think they'll go with Parsons if he's still around. Uh, but I'm pretty confident, and I know that's a scary thing to say with Dave Gettleman as GM, but uh, I'm pretty confident uh, in Jalen Waddle as the pick there. Travis, the thoughts on the Giants? I mean, they came close to winning the division. They were, they were a game away uh, from it. You know, they so did. With, um, like, like Declan, uh, if Parsons makes it to them, he's an option for them. But I think, I think one of the Alabama receivers ends up on that team, whether it be Waddle or Smith. Is the question, uh, me personally, I would go with Waddle simply because that speed right there that he has is going to be dangerous. It's going to uh, it's going to keep a safety out the box with what which will help Saquon Barkley in the run game because you have to respect Jalen Waddle's speed right there. I think when it comes to Devontae Smith, uh, he's going to be more of a route runner, I think. And we, I, I don't think we got an official 40 time on him. So I don't know how fast. I know he ain't as fast as Jalen Waddle. So therefore... I think Jalen Waddle would be the better pick for them, for the Giants to take. Chuck. Giants have three options. Offensive line, linebacker, trade back. If Fields or Lance fall, I think this is, you know, where they finally get taken. Um, I mean, the Giants, you know, 
you protect and open up the lanes for your franchise, Saquon Barkley. You took him at two. You go out there. You provide the holes for him. If you don't go offensive line because you don't like Slater or Darashaw or um, or AVT or whoever else is left on the board at that pick, then you go linebacker. You got Parsons. You got the kid out of Notre Dame. You got uh, the kid out of Kentucky, uh, Javen Davis. Davis. Take- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you take offensive line, or if you don't want to do that, you go with the line. The Giants need athletic people in their linebacker room. They only have Blake Martinez, so it would be nice for them to add a player of Parsons' ability. So if Parsons is there, I, I think they take him. Uh, one, one, one more quick question, since this is our home team here in New York. Declan, um, how much pressure is on um, – Danny Dimes to produce this year. And would you say this is his final opportunity in New York? Yes. Yeah. I think all the pressure's on him. I've always said it a lot. Um, you know, year three is really important for young quarterbacks. It's a make or break year. You either go a Josh Allen route or you go a Mitch Trubisky route. And I think floor and ceiling, I don't think he's going to be as good as Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be as bad as Mitch Trubisky, but floor and ceiling are definitely within the vicinity there. But this is a make or break year. You're going to get all the talent. You're going to surround him with this guy, uh, with all these guys. You don't make the playoffs. He doesn't do good you're going to see him and Gettleman out of town, which is a bittersweet moment because you get one guy that you thought could be your franchise quarterback gone, uh, but then you get a guy that you never thought was going to be a good GM finally out. Why would you bring a Boston guy to lead a New York team? Well, mistake number one. <laughs> Carl, are, we, are, are, we, are we ready to have the Justin Fields conversation yet? Let, let us know when we're ready to get Listen, to listen, I, I was just going to get to the point where I was going to say, you know, outside of the – I know Chuck wanted to talk about – I guess I got to the 11th pick because it was the New York team. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that – are there any other teams that we're intrigued about to see what moves they make going into this draft um, that, that that's beyond the 11th pick? So clearly we got the Raiders beyond that. We, we have all the other teams. Any other team that stands out to you? Nobody, nobody's to interested in what the Raiders do except, man. No one. No one. <laughs> Let's be real. There are a lot of other interesting uh, teams that we're interested in how their draft 13. plans out. Nobody cares about what happens with the Raiders. And I don't care if Manny gets mad or not. All right. So um, is there any <laughs> other team? Know, is there any other team that we're intrigued to find out what picks they make beyond beyond the eleventh pick? Uh, Chuck? Yes. Well, uh, I, I want to see what New England does at at fifteen. I don't know if Bill's going to sit there, you know, waiting to see who falls to him. I think he's going to go make a move. I think the Jets could be a team to trade up if a line if a lineman that Joe Douglas likes, you know, is still available in the teens. They got a boatload of picks. This is your time to you know start cashing in on them and go move up and get your guy. Um, who else is, and I, other than that, the Ravens have two, uh, first rounders. I want to see if they go out and get another weapon for Lamar. And I want to see the Packers do right by Aaron Rodgers and go get him a wide receiver. Well, I mean, your, your Jets again, as you said, they have a, a second pick. And what are their thoughts there? Uh, so they pick at 23. Uh, a lot of people are mocking a running back to them. I don't know why. Uh, we know you don't take running backs in the first round unless it's like an absolute need, you know, later on in, in the round. The Jets need a lot more than just a running back, all right? So they're not taking a running back. They're either going to go offensive lineman or corner. So, I mean, I would rather them take the corner because I think the corner talent is uh, – better earlier on in the draft and there's not much depth compared to the offensive line so i would like to see them maybe a greg newsome if farley if his medicals turn out right i would like to see them take him uh if horn falls i would love to see him uh who else is and i think that's it but i would like to see a corner at 23 and then an offensive lineman at 34 
Mm. Travis, anything else that stands out to you uh, uh, outside of the the top eleven that you say you're intrigued to see what happens? Uh, yeah, the, like uh, Chuck said, the Patriots. I want to see if they're going to. We all know over the years, Bill has always been about trading back into the draft. So let's see if he. I mean, he went against his normal pattern in free agency this year. Let's see if he goes against his normal pattern when it comes to the draft. I'm I'm interested to see what the Dolphins do. They have a lot of picks. I want to see how that team turn, how what kind of talent they get around Tua. Uh, the Ravens with their two later first round picks. I'm interested to see. I, I feel like that picks, those two picks somehow have to turn into a wide receiver. I, whether they trade for one or whether they draft one, because they have struck out as far as free agency and getting wide receivers into that organization. So I'm interested to see how that works out for them. Uh, what other teams? Uh, the Steelers, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. They're in a weird position, I believe. I mean, you got Big Ben coming back for another year. He didn't exactly finish the year off great. I mean, shout out to Declan. He called it on the whole team. Um, Thanks, the yeah, offense... they, the, they got the 24th pick, yeah. <laughs> right. The offensive line is kind of in a transition. They had a retirement. They lost some players in free agency. I mean, a lot of mock drafts have them going the running back route. But my thing is, okay, if the offensive line is in somewhat of a shambles, I, is drafting a running back the best possible option right there? We know they're stacked on defense. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of teams that I'm interested to see how they go about in this draft. Mm. Declan, what other teams are you possibly interested in to, to see what moves they make? Yeah, I mean, there's like a good 30 teams that I'm interested in to see what, uh, see what they do. Um, in the first round, I think there's a lot to get to, so I'll get to it quick. I think that the Cardinals are going to go with J.C. Horn. To I know he's a kind of more of a zone corner, not that Pat Pete, you know, prototype kind of guy. But I think they're going to look to fill a little bit of a void now that Pat Pete's gone, and that team is going for it this year. They're going to try to win that division or more, more so get a wild card spot. Um, so I think that's going to be big to see what they do. I think that the Pats do trade up, as I've said, probably a good 75 times too many today. I think they'll trade up to eight. Uh, and I think that the Panthers are going to get Caleb Farley, the cornerback. I know we just got COVID. I think he'll be all right. I'm not really too worried about um, how he progresses, you know, further. Um, obviously, we know COVID's serious. But in terms of his draft status, I think he'll still be fine. Athletes get it all the time. Uh, and I think he'll go at 15. I think the Jets, and I, this is where I kind of disagree with Chuck, I don't think they're going to go for a corner. I actually think they're going to take Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami. I think that's the pick that would work for them. Otherwise, if they ever had a lineman fall to them, um, I think that would be good. However, I think Christian Darashaw is going to go to the uh, Colts at 21. And I think that the Steelers are going to take, uh, are gonna take uh, Mike Pouncey's uh, replacement now that he retired and uh, go with Landon Erickson, the center out of Alabama, uh, with the 20, was the 24th pick we said. Yeah. Uh, we could see the Jaguars trade down. Uh, I would agree with Chuck. 100%, I'd like to see the Packers take a receiver. Elijah Moore is a name that sticks out to me. And I think the Saints will uh, will take Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, the uh, receiver out of LSU, keep him home there and uh, have him catch passes from Jameis Winston this year. And I think as I wrap up, I think that the Bucks will go with Gregory Rosso. I don't know how he's going to slip that far. I think he's an excellent uh, defensive end out of Miami. I don't think he should have ever went this far. But, again, they're going to pick the best guy on board, and that's going to be him. Uh, as far as Najee Harris goes, uh, and Asante Samuel Jr., I'm dead split on what the Bills are going to do if they're going to go try to get a running back. As, as we've mentioned before, throughout the playoffs, their top rusher was Josh Allen. They didn't have a running back rusher over 27 yards in the three playoff games they played, which is unacceptable. 
Uh, so they might try to fix that there with Harris. Defense, the offense in Buffalo is their strength. If they wanted to go defense and get a corner to line up, you know, up opposite of uh, Trey White, Travis White, excuse me. Uh, I think that would be a good move to get Samuel. I'm dead split on them. I think they'll go either or. Again, it depends on who's on the board if someone trades up for Harris. Uh, but that's all I got from that. Uh, I really before- like that fit. I'm sorry. I really like that fit of Harris to the Bills if he makes it to them. He's a physical running back. Yeah, that'd be nice. Out of the backfield. I, I like that fit. That's a good one. Before we get Thank to you. the Justin Fields that Travis wants to talk about, um, have the Steelers set up their future for post Big Ben era? Uh, no. Then and, and no, why wouldn't I, that be I, a, a, a primary focus going into the draft, knowing you know he's he's older, clearly past his prime? Wouldn't that necessarily be a focus for them to to focus on getting a quarterback? It's a focus, but not when you're at 24. You know, I feel like if if Ben is the quarterback that I think he's going to be next year, we could see them go. Could see them be a seven-win team. I know that sounds crazy, but I think they're going to be third place in that division potentially or second. Um, so if they can get in the teens next year and potentially trade up, it's a weak quarterback class, so we might see Ben for another year or two. And if they trade for a guy like Drew Locke, could even see Jimmy G be moved there if they restructured the contract or if they just cut him outright. Uh, Mac Jones would make a lot of sense if he fell. I don't think he will. Um, Mac Jones would also make a lot of sense if he fell to Washington. I think Washington will take a linebacker out of Notre Dame. Uh, but as far as as far as that goes, that that that's kind of what I see here. Mm. Trav it's, on Big Ben. The Steelers are in an interesting position because they won a lot. Of, they're they're a good team. They're a talented team. So therefore, you're picking in the later parts of the draft. So therefore, if they didn't pick up Dwayne Haskins, I would say the Steelers would be one of those teams who could reach for one of those second or maybe. Th- third round not one of those quarterbacks who don't necessarily have a higher grade that Dave that Davis guy and yeah take make your top yeah. um Kyle Trask and um mm-hmm. what the, is the that's the Davis is the kid out of I can't Texas think of his last right? name yeah Texas yeah A&M. but Mills is out of Stanford and uh you, you're thinking of uh Kellen Mond Kellen Mond, right, yes, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond because by taking the quarterback in the first round you get that extra fifth year option but the fact that they picked up Dwayne Haskins, I'm not going to sit here and say they're sold on him, but I think he's their their project QB for now. I don't think you dra- I don't think you have two project QBs on your roster, so therefore, I think they're just going to have to go with the best talent available, and they're in a situation where they're not in a position to pick uh, Ben Roethlisberger's su- su- successor, maybe in the later rounds. But like I said, I I think it's. You're right. And shout out to Manny for mentioning the loss of James Conner. So that leaves a gaping hole in their offense. But um, I, I, don't, I don't think they're in a position to carry two project quarterbacks right now. Um, yeah. Chuck, Chuck, I, we could see agree? Haskins get cut too. It's yeah, possible. That, that, that is true. But like I said, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think Mike Tomlin will give him a shot to get it together. Yeah. Chuck, I, I think we'll give him a year. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to try to maximize however much left in the tank Ben has, uh, mostly because of cap. You know, Ben makes a lot of money, and I don't think they have the cap to, you know, to hope, to sit out a quarterback. Uh, like Travis said, they signed uh, Dwayne Haskins as a, as a reclamation project to get him back to what uh, the football team thought he was going to be when they took him. Um, I could see them take a running back to, to help out Ben or an offensive lineman, which also helps out Ben. So either way, their pick at 24 is going to help Ben and the offense. Uh, their defense is phenomenal. So I don't think, you know, they need to do something on that side of the ball in the first round, but they could definitely take, as Declan said, a Najee Harris. And I, I think that'll be a good fit for them. So 
I think that no matter what, their pick is going to is going to help Ben and maximize his window. Okay. Um. And Travis, you wanted to talk about Justin Fields. You wanted to talk something about what's up? I mean, I, it seems Justin Fields has been the you know the hot topic player of the draft, and I just found it interesting because uh, we've had the debate a lot within the chat about you know his falling through the draft or his potential falling through the draft. And I found it interesting for the simple fact that it seems not I've heard some more, and it seems that the, there are two sides to the Justin Fields thing. There are the NFL circle, which is, you know, scouts, GMs, evaluators, where all the, the fall and negative comments seem to be coming. But if you listen to people outside of the NFL, so like the college analysts and people who aren't necessarily within that NFL circle, they still will sit here and tell you Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. So I just find it interesting of where he's going to actually end up at because he might be a victim of the smear campaign simply so he can fall to a certain team that wants him. But then in the draft, I think it might have been Chris Sims who came out with a mock draft oh saying that. God. <laughs> that Justin like, Fields would fall to, but wait, that he would fall to Tampa Bay at the 32nd pick. But my Project issue with that. that is, my issue with it is that necessarily something to be very upset about? I don't think it is, simply because I think, especially with young QBs, it's not always when you go in a draft, but where you go. I think Lamar went being, 32. Right. Lamar Jackson, prime example right there. Can we sit here? Do any of us want to sit here and say that Lamar Jackson would be an MVP winner, would be a top five QB in this league if he ended up with any other team besides the Ravens? Not even close. I, no, I, no I don't way. think so. Because I don't because the Ravens are a special type of organization that were willing to create an offense around him. Same with uh say say in that same draft. Uh, Sam Darnold and um, uh, the kid, uh, the kid with the Bills. If they were in this opposite situations, I'm pretty sure Sam Darnold would be relatively successful up there with the Bills with that offensive coordinator. That's possible. It's good coaching up there too. That is very exactly. Possible. So sometimes the situation of where you end up could be a blessing. Like dropping later in that draft. I mean, think about it. You're in an organization that they're a winning organization. They're a more stable organization. They have better coaching. I mean, if he say if he did drop to Tampa Bay, would that be the worst situation to actually learn behind Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians, who has coached some of the best quarterbacks the league has seen in the past 20 years, would that be the absolute worst situation for him? That's a I good think question. So. But I mean, I just saw my draft having him drop to your to your Panthers. So I I mean it's, I, it's yeah, all, he's he's all over the place. Like yeah, it's, it's so weird because like I like I said, the NFL circle are the ones where the negative comments seem to be coming from. But if you listen to outside the NFL circles, like like I said, the draft, the college analysts and guys who aren't necessarily NFL affiliated, they will sit here and still tell you Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft and they don't understand what's going on and why people aren't seeing that. Well, now they're running this epilepsy thing like that. Like that's why he's sliding. I don't no, think that's no, true. I, I, I don't think that's because he was already sliding before that news came out. That came yeah. out like last week. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of like the, the media hype train. They bump up Wilson, knock down fields. We've seen it before. They did it with Allen. They bumped him up to one. The, the Browns taking him at one. They, the Bills took him at seven. 
We've seen it before. Right. Now, nice. do you guys normally have a, a, a draft parties for all three days of the draft? Is it something you stay home no. and watch the, all, the no, entire thing? No, I mean... You know, like, like, what's the draft process when it comes to the, the NFL? I mean, I tune into the first... I'm usually locked in for the first round. Uh, this is it's three nights, because it used to be just the whole... It used to be the weekend, but it's three nights now. So, second round, I'm, I'm usually... I tune in. I pay attention to what's going on that second night. And the third night, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm looking on my phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not that, even on the, for me, honestly. Right. Like, yeah, those are the later round picks. You know, I look to see what my team's doing. I might keep an eye on a couple players. But, yeah, after that second night, it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? Then I'm looking to see the overall what the overall draft grades are for these teams. Yeah. But the level of excitement is always there, no matter what year it is yeah. for, the, for the draft. This oh, year. yeah. Second, of course, of course. second, yeah, second round picks for your team are very exciting. I would say second round picks for your team are more exciting than late first round picks for other teams that you're not a fan of. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the 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 group chat, um, the the Facebook group is going to be flooded with uh, comments about who picks what. I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. Uh, before we sign off, I figured I'd touch upon uh, the NBA topic that's that has the world buzzing right now because there's nothing to talk about because we're all just waiting for the playoffs. Uh, Dr. NBA, J- y'all got too but many you were, games. You were, you were warned. You were warned that this would happen, Carl. You were what? warned. Warned about what? Travis. That what? That, that that to have NFL off for this long was just a bad move. Because no, I, see- I never said no. I, I but listen. You guys need an off season. Everybody else gets an off season. Everyone needs an off season. No, Baseball had an off season. NBA had their off season. And again, you guys had your show. You got a Sunday show and a Wednesday show. You needed a break. Yeah, but yeah, our yeah. our off season is so actually interesting. You know what I mean? So therefore, there's still news. Listen, no, about. listen. It could be argued though. The NBA off season is a lot better than the regular yeah, I, season. Yeah, I would get no because y'all y'all have free agency. Free agency. I don't get. Uh, I don't right. think I necessarily get the same hype around the draft. No, no, as not the at NFL, all. Though. No, like, no, like no. I said, outside of the first, the top five picks or so, you're kind of like, eh, okay. Oh like, well, Manny's saying baseball needs to be on the live. You guys need to tell me what you want. Listen, you guys know how it operates. The same thing I tell hockey and all these other guys. You guys say, hey, Carl, we need airtime to talk about something. You get it. You're yeah. not telling me the you base, need airtime. Right. And part of the problem with that is that Greg is taking all the baseball segments for smoking mirrors. So I have nothing I to talk say, about. Like, I was just say, Greg, you know Greg, what, Greg will do three hours of baseball <laughs> on his show, and then you expect me to cover baseball on Wednesday? Right. Absolutely not. Dude, not happening, I'm Captain. Gonna, no. You gotta understand, Manny. Not, I be I'm in the chat all the time tagging Carl. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, Talk about yeah, it. yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, that's true. That's how you, you know what I'll it. say. You know what I'll say. Greg and I and Steph, we've made this the show it's in baseball season. It's going to be very baseball, uh, and I bet you more people have come to us to say, "Let's talk baseball on the show," instead of going to you know like our the baseball segment has like kind of transferred to like its own show here, and I think that's great because we can still come on on you know the the best show out there right now is, is the hit list no matter i don't care what anybody says yeah. look at the viewership look at look at the interactions that's For where sure. it's at right now so we can sure. i mean but listen, dude, listen you, you can come talking, on yeah i don't mind can, talking baseball it's just like i said yeah, greg no. takes up all the segments i'm like all right what the hell am i going to talk about now because you can carl carl you could live stream horses r- walking around in a circle in your backyard and still get a thousand views. <laughs> That's just what it is. Yeah. Everyone knows it. But yeah. what I'll say uh, quickly, because I, I know we're under the gun here. Um, in regards to you know baseball, obviously they need they, everyone needs their off season. Um, but yeah, that that that's really it. I I'm gonna be honest. I totally forgot what I was just gonna say. Oh, never mind. I remember now. Uh, 
I hope that the Panthers make this trade so I can have an excuse to bring Travis on Smoke and Mirrors. All right, but, um, but like I need, some, I need some smoking mirrors, love. <laughs> before I let you guys, before I let you guys go, the 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 NBA topic is is Julius Irving. If you haven't heard, he doesn't have LeBron as one of his top players. Um, you know, it, it, his two best. Oh, I thought teams. you were going with the Steph question. No, it was Jack Curry. Yeah, well, listen, uh, because it's around the time where right now I believe NBA fans don't really care about the season, and it's kind of like the players don't really care, so no one's really paying attention. We're kind of like we're supposed to be in the playoffs, but we're not. At this point, this is the narratives that are circling the streets just to get people to clickbait and talk about it. But Dr. J said he wasn't going to put, um, you know, LeBron in any of his two teams because he's the guy who led the charge of the super teams. So the entire super teams conversation starts again of who started the super teams and everyone's upset and all the LeBronians are pissed off because Dr. J did not put him in their co- in, 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 in his uh, top five. Here's what I have to say to that as a matter of it's his list. He can say whatever he wants. Right. It's his list. Like everyone's entitled doesn't to their matter. opinion. Doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. And I think people get too butthurt about what uh, a legend and the time that he played about what he wants of, of his top players. We know how the old school think. We know their mindset. We know they don't like this buddy buddy NBA. So why are we in the hitless streets or why are we fans all bent out of shape because he did not put LeBron on his top list? It's ridiculous. Because he got nothing better to talk about. You're totally right. You're <laughs> like, absolutely like right. You, like you said, the, Le- the LeBronian fans, once they hear LeBron has been slighted, you know what <laughs> I mean? They come full force. You know what I mean? It is what it is with them. I get it. I he's, mean, a polar, he's a polarizing player. But at the end of the day, like I said, the old school 80s players, and uh, like they have a different mindset because yeah. – Dr. J probably doesn't believe he was going to go join up with Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas. He was too busy trying to beat. He was going to so. punch him in the face. He was punching, he was punching them in the face. That, that's Absolutely. what they are. Yeah. That's what it is there. But you know what? Like, <laughs> also, a lot of those guys believe, and and there is definitely some truth to it. Like back then, they played much better defense, and it's a different era. So I, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I just find it funny how like again, any we know how to bait <laughs> easily how to bait. It, Anytime I, I bait, we know how to do it well, and it, it never fails. It never fails. And ESPN is doing it right now with Dr. J's comments. They have the headline on Instagram. It never fails. Anything you want to bait people, all you have to do is just disrespect LeBron. You'll get a bunch of comments, get a bunch of people in their feelings, and it goes haywire for no, for, for no reason. For what? It, it, to, to, to me, it's crazy. It's like, just let it go. Like, like, the, like the back and forth, just let it go and move on to something else. And, and, and I think NBA fans are just starving for the playoffs at this point. You know, so exactly this way I need to cut them games now. The, I don't they're not going to cut the games. They're not going to cut. The I know games. y'all want to have our eighty. How many games they had this season? What is it? 80, I think is it, 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 this season isn't it 72? this year seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but what All happens right, to make up those extra games are the play in tournament now. That's what's going to make right. up the rest of those games of the. So a twenty seven, a twenty seven and thirty three team is going to fight for a playoff spot. Only right, in the basically, NBA. yeah. <laughs> Chuck, any. Any comments on your Knicks real quick while I have you? I think your Knicks are playing well, man. You're not talking shit to me. I don't know. Hit the damn music. Tibbs, coach of the year. Julius Randle, MVP. Emmanuel Quickly, rookie of the year. We are back. I'm ready to go to 34th Street and 7th Avenue in my blue and orange and just rock out. All right? I'm, I'm hyped. Like He's LeBron so excited. Said, when the Knicks are good, it's good for basketball. All right. You see, here we go. It's, you see, it's so LeBron, it's so funny coach. about the Knicks because it, here we are. Knicks fans are so excited to be relevant again, but they're still number two in their own city. Like that's the they're not, not, listen, listen. That's a debate. You know what? That's a debate that's gonna go on and on about who's number one and number two. 
I'm talking about right now. No, no, I'm not talking about from a fan base. I'm just talking about from an actual on the court standpoint. Okay, on the court base, yes, they're number two. But as a fan base, regardless of what Brooklyn's doing, the Knicks still got as run. Yeah, the the Knicks got to still. Do you know why? Because this is like the first step in like. I don't even know how long that it feels Eight like the years. Knicks are heading in the right direction. You know what I mean? You've been, yeah, saying, you've been saying that for like 30 years. No, 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 no. no right, right. Since insanity. <laughs> since insanity. It's like it's like it's like, like the Jets. This is this is right. new beginning number what? Right. <laughs> With the Carmel era, like they had to go up against the LeBron Heat. You know what I mean? Like, like I, like I think we all knew that. Like, we wanted a championship, but it was not a realistic and the Celtics. because right because of what was in front of them. But now there are no expectations for anything. You know what I mean? They're playing with house money, and that's the best time to be a fan when your team is good, doing good and exceeding the expectations. Like, if you just turn around and you know put up a nine and seven record next year, hell, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not not nine and seven, nine, nine and eight. eight. Yeah, because seventeen games. Well, how stupid is that? Happy as hell because I'm because I'm gonna expect them to go four and twelve. Nobody expected the Knicks to be a four seed in the East. I think that's what's crazy. Well, you know, before you see, well, here's here's what I'm talking about in the comments. Here comes Greg. Doctor J needs to shut his yap. Uh, Super teams uh, existed before the bloody merger. So, like, this is what I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? Like, like it's his opinion. I I don't understand why he needs to shut his yap. He wants to say what he wants to say. Let him talk. What's the big deal? Carl, I agree with you 100%. And I think that's a problem with everybody in this country. If you have a difference of opinion, you're you're like Judas or something. You're like, slander. You're allowed, to have an, <laughs> you're allowed to have an opinion. You. You're canceled. I don't understand. Like, like if I come here and 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 I say to Declan, Josh Allen stinks. He's gonna hate me, but you know what? Who cares? It's my opinion. I think I don't you know even like mean? because you just said that out loud. Huh? Right. Exactly. Cut but the mics. Carl. Opinions. Opinions can be wrong, sir. Oh, well, that doesn't make you right, Greg. Well, so I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know who cares? But 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 Carl, this is not an this is an opinion about preference. If I if if I go walk to the corner store and I get a bagel with, with cream cheese instead of butter, that's because I enjoy cream cheese over butter. But if you go and you go get <laughs> no, butter, I'm with, I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's always going to be cream cheese and uh, cream cheese over butter, though. I mean, we all know this. Like, right, no, 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 it's not. Yes, it is. No, yes, no, it is. It's not. If I'm going to a court, listen, if I'm going yeah. to a bodega, I'm getting a bagel with cream cheese, not butter, my guy. Sorry. I, I no, wonder what Dr. Jason wrong. I wonder what Dr. J is wrong. Say again. But quickly, quickly, Travis, to circle back to your Justin Fields thing. I said from the beginning, Bill is trashing Fields behind the scenes so that he falls out of the top five so he can trade up to get him. And we're already seeing the reports the Patriots are looking to trade up to get him. So just remember who right. had that, it first. That's what I'm thinking. I'm it was thinking, it was I'm, I'm thinking he's a victim. He's a victim of the NFL smear campaign so he can fall through the draft. Because like NFL I said, media. outside of the, outside of the NFL, he's still being talked about as the second best quarterback in this draft. It's inside with NFL circles in which he's kind of dropping. So I, I think you're right at this. Right, point. because I'm because leaving. if you remember, he, he he was mocked to go second all season long until like right. week seventeen, and then the postseason. So it didn't just come out of nowhere. And now he's and just being mocked. That's the funny thing about the draft where as far – well, the draft evaluation period. 
the further we get out from actual football, we stop evaluating the actual football. We let you know everything like? else get get in the evaluation process where, hey, still turn on the tape. The tape should be the ultimate evaluation. You know what I mean? You know, but sometimes you know when like? it's draft. Go ahead. go ahead, Travis. No, go ahead. I want, I want you to finish. And then I got an no, analogy. I was just saying, like, that's just the draft evaluation process that the further we get from it, it seems like the less the actual football tape matters yeah. sometimes. The NFL offseason, and the way I would put it, is the NFL offseason is like a really high fly ball in baseball, right? It's up there too long. You have too much time to think. You're going to do something stupid. That's just what it's like. And we well, look at the we look at the offseason. And, and, they, right and now. they said that when they moved the draft back. Because remember, I believe it was at the beginning of April up until about a year or two ago. And they said that once we moved the draft back, that that's just gonna give these teams more time to pick and pro and pick these kids apart and just focus on stupid things instead of just focus on hey, the play on the field. And uh back to the butter situation. I'm gonna give I'm gonna agree with oh my Greg. God. Uh, I'm going to agree with Greg on that one, Carl. He said cream cheese is for degenerates, okay? I'm just going to agree with First of all, first of, first of all. I'm, I'm just Look at how upset he is. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? Just because I chose cream cheese. Like, come on, man. Cream cheese is better. We know what this is. You're going to go to the bagel. You're going to go get that. One thing we can He's agree on. degenerate. You're going to get a sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel or, or, or a roll. You, like, like it's, 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 come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a personal preference. I don't understand, but Greg, but Greg has a beef with everything I do. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's just his nature. Greg he can't help. Greg himself. has a Greg has a beef over the different kind of beef you would put on that. Is it sausage? Like, you can't help bacon. <laughs> nah, you're wrong. Bro. I can't believe can't Greg just said that. If you like cream cheese, you're a degenerate. Like, <laughs> like there's so many things to be oh a degenerate God. over that that the next time. I'll, the next time I see cream cheese in the fridge, I'm going to be like, damn. Like, right like again, <laughs> you have to that... agree with, like, you can't disagree with Greg. You disagree with Greg, he's going to drag it along forever. <laughs> no. Like, we're going to be gonna 50, 60 Greg... years old in the nursing home. He's going to be like, I'm I gonna... told you it's, it's it's butter, not cream cheese. Like, you want me in a nursing home at 50, 60 years old? Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever, okay. 70, 80. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you to get it off. together. Take, care of, take better care of yourself there, sir. Oh 50, God. 60 years old. Yeah. You know, I got I'm my years see, off. I got my years off. I'm going to see Greg tonight, and I'm going to walk up to the field with a big, fat cream cheese bagel and just be like, what's yeah, up yeah. now, man? You know what? And that's a great quote. Uh, cream cheese are for degenerates. I'd like to put that in his uh, LinkedIn bio. To be honest, um, when I was at work like a month ago, I got a cream cheese and, and jelly bagel and like people were like, were like telling me that like, that like I was weird or something. So I didn't know cream cheese and jelly. Yeah, it's like a little weird no, for that. No, that, 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 that's that. actually not weird. No, I, I could defend that because I, I because I know you get a bagel with, with jelly and, and cream cheese, so there's nothing wrong with Thank that. You. That, that's Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't find anything wrong with that. But, I mean, if we're going to sit here and talk about different foods, it, it's a matter of, like, what's your personal breakfast uh, cereal? I don't know. Like, what the hell? Like, it, 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 it's that's a personal. Tough. That's, yeah. that's it's a, a personal. Tough. If it's not frosted it, flakes, don't talk to me. No, if it's not corn pops. It's either corn pops. Come on. Get out of here. Like, you want to fight about this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> listen, guys? listen. So what do you eat? What happened? What's your cereal? I don't eat a bacon egg and cheese. I don't eat cereal. What am I five? You don't eat cereal? What, you don't like cereal? <laughs> well, no, what? I do. We just lost. Wow, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Have cereal. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> right. The, the, bre- the breakfast table man doesn't have cereal. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are crazy. Look, see, bagel, cream cheese, and jelly is my shit. See, look at Apple Jacks is the goat. See, now we got people talking about breakfast foods. All the other sports celebrities are <laughs> talking about breakfast foods. I'm telling you. Call Pops, we... you can't go wrong with that. And the low-key pick, Honey Bunches of Oats is the sleeper pick. Carl, it is now time to branch off this, the hit list to, to, to a whole food category. <laughs> I'll try that. <laughs> um, you guys enjoyed the NFL draft. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for watching the Sports Hit List. Take care. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.